Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. It's the Cashing Out Podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas with Anthony Rothman and Money Life Mark. And guys, March Madness, the tournament is here. I've got a bracket in my hand, and uh, I'm excited for it. I, You know what? I, even though Ohio State comes in limping, uh, I am just pumped up. There's so many different contests that I'm in here. Uh, it's hard to keep. It's honestly hard to keep track. I'm in a bracket pool. I'm in a survivor pool. I'm in a player pool. Uh, (laughs) that's a lot that's a lot to be thinking about and tomorrow i head to vegas so there is a lot going on in this head uh so let's hopefully uh, get through this podcast and find some winners for everybody uh how are you doing anthony i'm doing great you got to find the winners right uh this is really tough for me march madness has always been one of those deals where putting sharpie to paper is very difficult for me and trying to pick the upset i know that's the only way you can win some of these it also depends on the points too I'm telling you right now, if it goes one, two, four, eight, whatever, then it doesn't reward you on picking upsets. Then you might as well not. That rewards you on picking a champion. So if your champion gets 32 points or whatever or more, then you just have to zero in on the final four and the champ because then you can't win your pool without the champ. Now, if you're in a pool that that doesn't do that, that goes one, two, three, four, five, like like has a very slow denomination for points then that rewards people for picking upsets. So you always have to check what what the points are in your bracket. Mark, what are you doing uh, bracket-wise, uh, contest-wise for March Madness? Uh, just We always do one with the family, so there's always you know betting rights, whether it's dishes or for a week or Ooh. cleaning something or whatever, so we always do one within the family. Uh, so doing that and then doing the play draft uh, with you, Scotty, and uh, then I always enter like a CBS one with a bunch of friends. Uh, with a decent payout at the end. Mm, So much fun. The whole thing is just a blast. Okay, so now let's start getting into this bracket. So we're each going to take a a, – we're going to take a winner of a region, and we're going to take a sleeper in the region. So I think uh, let's start with the West, which is the top left of everybody's bracket, the Gonzaga bracket. Uh, Winning that, the West, for me, is Gonzaga, and my sleeper – in the West is actually, it's not a huge sleeper, but it's a team who I think could actually make it to the final four. And that's Texas tech. That's the team who I think they will beat Duke in the sweet 16. That'll be a surprise. And then I think they have the ability to get to the final four. They're my sleeper. Uh, Anthony, where are you with the West? Well, I'm the same. You know, I, I, I think I picked Texas tech when we did our, our uh, draft. When we drafted way too early, by the way, that was, that was, that was yeah. I don't know what we were thinking, but we did that. And now I'm stuck with what I'm stuck with, but I'm, I'm with you. I think that, I think that, uh, the Zags, they're too good to go against in that region. I'm not that impressed with their two seed in Duke. Um, I, I think they're actually folding under the pressure right now. I mean, certainly they have, they have talent, but you know, if they meet tech, that's the best defensive team in college basketball this year. I think they could frustrate Duke. So I, I think that's the team to go with. There may be a deep sleeper in that region in that. Now, most people are going this time of year would say, well, I got to have Izzo. I got to have Izzo in March. Not so much anymore. So isn't that ironic that the two coaches in the bottom half of that region 
Izzo and Shashevsky, who you would think would be locks. I have to have those teams. People are going against. So either the public's going to be really wrong um, or we're all going to be really right. Then a deep sleeper, I think, in that region is probably Davidson. And, you know, they're 11th in offensive efficiency in Ken Palm. Like, that's a good basketball team. That's a team that uh, uh, they've got a Michigan State transfer and lawyer there. And I'll tell you what, that Davidson group is one of the best that this coach has had. And so, now, there's no Steph Curry on that team. But I got to tell you, as a 10, I like them as well. And they could give Duke all they'd want. Mm, okay. Mark, where are you on with the West? So AR stole most of my thunder. I got Gonzaga winning it, and I have Davidson as the upset taking out Sparty. Yeah, I, I yep. kind of agree with you guys. I watched Davidson a little bit in their conference tournament this last weekend, and, uh, you know, they, they move the ball so well. They shoot the ball so well. Uh, they're kind of fun to watch. I think they will beat Michigan State, so I'm with you guys on that. All right, let's go to the east, the bottom left, and to me this is the part of the bracket that is – uh, up for grabs because I do not have confidence in Baylor. Baylor has a lot of injuries coming into the tournament. Uh, there's not a lot of teams that I love in this bracket. So I'm actually going to take my team uh, as UCLA to come out of the East. So I've got UCLA beating Kentucky in the elite eight. My upset pick in the entire region is I'm going to take the 11 seed Virginia Tech over mm -hmm. the six seed Texas in the first round. Mark, where are you at the East? So I got Kentucky. I love the UCLA pick, but I got Kentucky winning it. And I have the same upset as you. Virginia Tech just uh, came off a win over Duke. Um, and I like them upsetting Texas. Okay, Anthony. I'm with Mark on Kentucky. I think that that's the team to play right now in that region. Now, if, and this is a pretty big if for Baylor, if LJ Cryer comes back, and I don't know if there's any real hope in that he will, then that'd be a huge deal for Baylor. Their leading scorer, LJ Cryer, um, has played only one game since January 25th, and he hasn't played in a while. So, they didn't get dinged for that because they didn't release any information that he wouldn't be playing. But I wonder if that was official, if he wouldn't be playing the tournament, whether they would have gotten dinged a spot. They didn't. I am with you on Kentucky. Um, what The game that I really want to see, and I'll go with my upset special, and this is more of a deep upset, um, is if Murray State could actually give Kentucky a run. But that'd be stupid. I don't want them taking out my champ in that region in the east. So I'm with you guys. I think uh, Virginia Tech is really strong, and that's a team that I like in that region as an upset special. I mean, that that ACC title game against Duke kind of showed us why Virginia Tech is really a very deserving team, and they are that Sweet 16 dark horse. So um, I'm with you guys. It's an easy team to root for. They're a hot team coming in. I like that. So give me Kentucky and Virginia Tech with uh, maybe a kind of a fun little scare for Kentucky with Murray State. Mm. Okay, so that's your East. I'm UCLA, you two are Kentucky. Yeah. Let's go to the South. I will uh, go ahead and say that I think the champion of the South will actually be Arizona. I watched Arizona play UCLA in the Pac-12 championship game. It's only the second time I think all year I've been able to watch Arizona. But boy, were they impressive. And I don't love the rest of this bracket. I don't like Villanova as the two seed. Uh, they're okay. They barely got by a lot of the teams in the in the Big East uh, tournament. 
the three seed Tennessee is good. I don't know if they have enough offense to win the South. So I've, I'm going to go Arizona to win the South with my one upset being UAB over mm-hmm. Houston, the 12 over the five UAB can score. Uh, Houston has dealt with a lot of injuries. So that's my upset. Anthony, where are you with the South? Boy, we're very similar in this. I love Arizona. I mean, they are, they have been awesome. They are so athletic. They score a lot of points. Matherin is a lottery type dude. Like they've got, they've got a lot of talent and they are going to be highly motivated because uh, they're tall, they're athletic. They got everything and they haven't made a final for 20 years. So it's, it's, there's something there that Arizona feels like we got a one seed. This is when we got to cash in. Now I don't anticipate them folding under the pressure of that. I did look at that UAB team because I, I really do like them. And I think the Blazers, um, have a program that isn't just one that, you know, sits there and says, well, we're just happy to be here, you know, because not many years ago they did make a run. Andy Kennedy has been a great hire there at his alma mater. And so they they shoot the three ball really nice, which you always like in this tournament. Um, it's really tough for me to pick a deep sleeper in this thing. I think Chattanooga playing against Illinois with on paper, that'd be a big mismatch, but it may not be, but – I'm with you. It's hard to go against UAB. I think Loyola Chicago, as much as that's not going to be really picked as an upset, I mentioned it on the show today that the the worst thing going for Loyola Chicago is that everyone is going to pick them to win. Yeah. Like that no one believes that Ohio State could could get past this thing. In a weird way, you would never pick Ohio State. But if Ohio State was that one game and they get a little confidence from it and you get Kyle Young and Zed Key back – then all of a sudden, maybe they give Nova all they can handle. So I'll stay with the trends. I'm going to go with Arizona winning the South with Loyola Chicago being the upset special as the 10. Mark? Well, I'm exactly with you, Scotty. I got Zona and, and UAB. I looked at that Chattanooga game too, but I mm-hmm. think UAB is probably the safer pick for the upset. Okay, let's head to the Midwest now. And this is where it gets crazy for me. Uh, although it's actually a trendy pick, I, I think, for, for the Final Four. I'm going to take Iowa. Iowa Hawkeyes uh, to make the Final Four. I just love Keegan Murray. I had him in a player pool that we did for the Big Ten tournament, and he went off. He went crazy. Uh, look, they all, they could have lost to Indiana in the semifinals, probably should have lost to Indiana in the semifinals. They got by. They win the Big Ten tournament. What a run it's been. I am taking Iowa to come out of the Midwest. Uh, my big upset, although it's not much of an upset as far as Vegas goes. It's an upset by the seed. But I have South Dakota State, the 14, beating the four, Providence. Anthony, you have yeah. the same stuff? Well, no, I don't. I don't I, I'm really – this is a toss-up. And what's really a shame about this tournament is that Iowa, with their run now and being one of the hottest teams in America, seem to be almost a little under-seeded at this point. And they're going to run into Kansas. And that's going to be a very, very tough game to predict. Um, I assume that if Iowa stays hot, they play so well as a team. But the talent on Kansas, Agbaji and what he do, and Kansas is one of the better teams in this country. That's going to be a heavyweight battle. I want to take Kansas, and maybe my tiebreaker is that everyone's going to take Iowa. And if I don't have Iowa actually... You know, Iowa would be able to – I think top half of that is going to get your champion out of the Midwest. It will be Kansas or Iowa. I don't think anybody trusts Auburn. If you really wanted to fade the whole bracket, you could just say, well, I'm going to try to ride Auburn 
and and knowing that Kansas and Iowa, one is going to pick one of the other off, and then you hope for uh, mass chaos maybe up there if one of them were to lose early. But, yeah, this is a really tough one for me. I want to go Iowa because I think they're too good. They've got too many pieces right now. They're playing very hot. I would be very surprised. It's a toss-up between them and Kansas for me, but I'll probably stay with the Hawkeyes. And I'm with you guys. In fact, I think I mentioned South Dakota State in our last uh, deal when we talked about uh, them and the Jackrabbits being able to to play really well in this scenario. So I'm with you. I know that's boring. Um, I and South Dakota State being the, the uh, sleeper. But the problem we have there is they're taking a sleeper that's going to meet your champ. That's no good. That doesn't make for much of a sleeper. Like if you're going to name a sleeper, you got to get one that's going to get through. And and so how are they going to get through? You don't want your sleeper taking out your champ. Although if they do, then I guess you it's a win-win. But yeah, that's who they're going to play. I think by sleeper, I'm just mainly talking one round. I'm saying that the 13 beats the four. I'm not saying, obviously, that South Dakota State's going to. Oh, just a one-round upset. Yeah, just okay. a one-round deal. Yep. Uh, Mark, where are you with the Midwest? I got Kansas, and I like South Dakota State, too. Okay. Yeah, I I, I think uh, that Kansas-Iowa game has oh. the potential to be amazing. And that game would take place in Chicago. Uh, so that would be that would be an awesome, awesome Sweet 16 matchup. All right, what is the first-round matchup of all the games here? Well, let's throw out Ohio State because I think that's the easy answer. But what first-round game are you guys most excited to watch either Thursday or Friday. You could pick one game to watch. Anthony, what are you taking as your favorite first-rounder? That is a quite a question, sir. Um, boy, I'm going to have to look through this bracket a little bit now to make sure because I did not think about that because, really, you're thinking about every game. Can I ask you guys a, a weird question first? Who in the world is Longwood? <laughs> like, what in the hell? Is that a school? Is that a dude? Like, what is that? Like Longwood, I mean, it's unbelievable. That is I've amazing. Never heard of them. Don't know much about them. And maybe I just answered my own question. They're playing one of the hottest teams in in college basketball in Tennessee. I almost feel like I want to see if this Longwood guy can take <laughs> can hang with Tennessee. It doesn't seem like anything that makes sense to me. I thought it was a fake. Um, so is that the game you're most excited to watch? With is, is Longwood? May have just talked myself into uh, Larry Longwood. Um, no, I don't. You know what? There's really Ohio State Loyola. I know that sounds boring to me, but I think it could be the most compelling game of the first round because I think people are gifting Loyola the win because they've been here before and they've won, and Ohio State's limping in. But I think that could be. It should be a very, very competitive game. The one team that I haven't mentioned, and I got to see who they play in round one, is this Arkansas team, and we haven't mentioned them. They're playing Vermont in the West. And they're a team that could run into into Gonzaga. And they've got some really good players. And they can play fast. They're very dangerous. And I got to tell you, as a four seed, I'm thinking about having them at least meet Gonzaga, uh, which I guess they're supposed to do. But that could be one if you're doing multiple brackets, you say, all right, let's have them take out Gonzaga. But, um, yeah, outside of what really means something to me, Loyola and Ohio State, um, that that's the one I'll have my eyes on and it makes sense. Mark, is there a game you have circled? Yeah, I think this uh, Sparty and uh, Davidson mm-hmm. game is going to be close. I think those two teams are probably about even. I think it's truly a coin flip. 
uh, should be back and forth. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, good call. Okay, let's go. We've got our final four teams. Now we're going to make our final four picks. So I have Gonzaga, UCLA, Arizona, and Iowa. I've got Arizona beating Iowa, and I've got uh, Gonzaga beating UCLA in a rematch in the final four. And so I've got an all-West final uh, to happen in New Orleans. And so I'm going to actually take Gonzaga to win it all. I think that's the safest pick. I don't feel confident Mm -hmm. in it, um, but I think it's probably the safest pick on the board. So I've got Gonzaga over Arizona. Anthony, your final four, uh, and who wins it all? Listen, they're the overall number one seed, Gonzaga. They've been sitting there for a while now. Um, They're probably not as powerful as the team that came in undefeated, but now they don't have to carry an undefeated record with them, which I think can help them a lot. And uh, I tell you, they've got a great freshman, that's 7-1 freshman, and they've got Timmy, and they've got Nemhard that, that played on that Final Four team. They've got everything you'd want. they got confidence. they got experience. They've got talent. It'd be tough to go away from Gonzaga, so I'm not going to. And I think that that Arizona team is has just a dream season. I think they are just dripping with confidence right now. I, I mean, I really don't think that I'd be wrong to say that Arizona, who hasn't made a Final Four in forever, this is the best chance they've had. So you could have a kind of a dream scenario of a team that hasn't been there in a long time in Arizona, a team that just keeps banging on that door in Gonzaga. That would be my final. And then I do think maybe, I hate to say it, I'll be rooting for the Zags, but I almost want to lean towards Arizona with their athleticism and their ability. And then all the pressure would be on the Zags, I think, at that point to finally seal the deal again. So there's a layer of pressure that Gonzaga has to get there. And then once they get there, then they've got to punch through. So I'll be rooting for the Zags, but I'll take Arizona. Okay. Mark, Final Four champion. I got Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, Kansas as the Final Four. Mm-hmm. I have Kentucky beating Gonzaga, and then I have Arizona beating Kansas. Arizona is the champion. Ooh, the all Wildcat final. Yeah. Arizona winning it all. It really would be something if Arizona, who had Sean Miller as the coach for a long mm-hmm. time and, and, you know, had unbelievable regular seasons and, and did so well, if Arizona goes on to win it all with a coach that is is a brand new head coach. He obviously came from Gonzaga. He was a a longtime assistant for Mark Few. Could you imagine that final that you and I have of Gonzaga going up against the former assistant? Well, and here's the other issue, and this is what you have to you don't you wonder when their point guard when he'll be able to play because Chris is he turned his ankle in that Pac-12 semifinal. That's right. And now all of a sudden, are they different? Now they have uh, Dale and Terry, but if they can get him back. That's really key. But it says something that he did twist his ankle and that people still aren't worried about them. That tells you a lot about Arizona. How about the first one seed to lose? It sounds like we all think it's going to be Baylor. Uh, um, I, yeah, Boy, I almost could see Wisconsin taking out Auburn, but that wouldn't be that early. Well, when that's w- not a one seed, though. Oh, I'm sorry. That, oh, the first one seed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it for me and I think for most people, it would probably be Baylor. You know, the other thing is, you know, they're the defending champs. They lost four starters off that team. They're very good, but you'll wonder. And LJ Cryer, I mentioned that. I mean, it's that's something that, that could be a problem for them. And I was surprised they didn't get dinged a little bit. But who takes them out? Like a hot North Carolina team? Like who takes them out then? 
UCLA. I wouldn't be surprised if North Carolina. I mm-hmm. think UCLA does take them out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I would be surprised. What? The one the one one seed that would surprise me to make the final four would be Baylor. I just don't see that. The the here's here's a little bit of danger. If somehow Illinois would would find themselves, they would play Arizona in, in an early game, relatively early. So if you think about the if if it, if it holds the chalk, think about this. I agree with you that Baylor has a bigger problem with North Carolina and then UCLA than Gonzaga would have with anybody in there south side from Arkansas who I mentioned, and then the four that could meet. Arizona would be Illinois, and then the four that could meet Kansas would be Providence. And so I agree. I think we've I think we've we've got it. I think just Baylor's road is tougher. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. So we got the player pool. I want to get a little thoughts on that before we end up cashing out. As it is for me the favorite cut, my favorite fantasy or mm. gambling contest of the year. We're both doing drafts tonight. Anthony, you're in a, uh, what, 8-15 draft, and then uh, Mark and I are doing a 9-30 draft. So uh, exciting. I will tell you I am the number one pick in the late draft. I am the number two pick in the um, early draft. And I will tell you. you (laughs) And I'll tell you I am in love with Iowa. I'm in love with Keegan Murray. I want to take Keegan Murray in both of my drafts. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. He's a stud player, big, can shoot, does everything. And if you like them as a team, you got to love him. That's the difference in a player pool. You can love the player to death. And there are times where I like, you know, Trey Young or somebody that can light it up and score 30. But you got to ask yourself, how far can that team go? I've, had, I've been in these player pools. It's only one thing I don't like about it is that if you lose a big gun early, then you're only playing not to pay yeah. not a lot of money. I do think we should have gone in our pool flat fee, decent flat fee, and pay off top two or three. That way maybe the third guy could get his entry back and two and one split the money. I would be more inclined to go a big unit, a big flat fee going in, knowing that if I'm just in the top three, I get a chance to win some money. The winner-take-all player pool is... That's tough. So I know myself. I'll pick guys off teams I think can go far. I doubt I will take big scores from teams on higher seeds that or lower seeds rather. Um, and and then I'll lose again because I think it, I think it is the guys that take a chance on the big scores on lesser teams and just hope they get through. And then you know you got to try to pick upsets in that too. But my my nature is to be conservative and pick. Decent scores. I'm more likely to take a third a third leading score on a on a one seed or a two seed than I am taking a leading score on like a seven. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mark, you are pick six. Is there something mm. out there that you are hoping that falls to you? I don't know if I want to tell you and give up my uh, philosophy <laughs> since we're competing against each other. Uh, I think Keegan's a great pick. Um, he'll probably be gone, especially with you picking one. Yep, um, he'll be gone. You know, maybe one of the pairs from either Arizona or Gonzaga I'll probably take at six, whichever one's left. Yeah, that makes well, sense. We know only one will be there. Yeah. It'll probably yeah. be Holmgren. Because but... I was debating Timmy at number one, really thinking hard about Timmy at number one. Here's why I didn't go. I'm not going Timmy at one. I assume 
Gonzaga plays four and a half games. That's in my mind. I, I'm saying that there are minimum probably three games and they're probably a maximum of six. So I came up with the middle ground of giving them four and a half games. And with Iowa, I have Iowa playing either three or four games in the tournament. So I gave them a value of three and a half. Well, Keegan Murray gets 23.4 points a game. In his last five games, he's averaging 25 a game. So I assigned him the number 25, 25 points per game. Timmy is at uh, 17.6 points per game. Last five, he's averaging 16.2. I assigned him 17 points a game. So 25 times three and a half is 87 and a half. 17 and uh, four and a half is 76 and a half. So I have got Keegan Murray 11 more points in the tournament than Drew Timmy. And so that's my number one pick. How much time and research have you put in? <laughs> Way too much, Moneyline Mark. Way too much. So I can't wait to rub that in after my 15 minutes of prep beat you. <laughs> that would be devastating. And that does suck about this because you got to do research. You got to do something. You have to. And it takes a little bit of that. And then, like you said, the more you do, the less it turns out. I'm with you on a couple of things. If Iowa was one of those teams that, you, like I said, you think they're a Final Four team, that that guarantees you got to take Murray. Like, if if, if you are questionable about them, then maybe you do take somebody else. Maybe take a second-leading scorer off Gonzaga or somebody off a of one seed. Um, there are guys like with Kentucky and Kansas that I could easily talk myself into as well. Like, But I guarantee one thing, me picking a three, I'm going to be picking a guy off a, a a one or a two seed. That That's no question. You picking a guy off a five, five is wild. Is wild, but I think it's like I said earlier. I think it takes those kinds of guts to be able to try to win this thing, and it is a winner take all. So if you can stomach the the wild ride of not winning and having to pay a lot every time somebody scores, then I think you've done it right. You got to play aggressive. Mm. Can't wait, can't wait. One of my favorite. All right, next Monday when we're back on cashing out, we will have Vegas stories for me, and we'll have an entire. Uh, opening weekend of March Madness to recap. That's cashing out for this week. Let's make some money.